I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable to You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. QL Network. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network, a special Halloween version of the show today. And joining us right now, Joe Ojo, Jaron Hawksworth, we're being joined by Brad Spielberger of Pro Football Focus. He joins us on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line. The Phoenix is a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. Brad, we were um, kind of debating a little bit earlier, and we, you know, I don't know if we have a real answer, but we were going back and forth quickly, and uh, your thoughts on it. Who's going to end up the best quarterback of the 2021 class? Because last year... Mac Jones was by far the best. He struggled this year. I'm still waiting to see it with Trevor Lawrence. I don't know what's going on there. Zach Wilson looks like he stinks. Trey Lance has barely played. And then you have Justin Fields, who's looked really bad at times, but it looks like he's coming along a little bit. If you had a guess right now, if you had to make a prediction right now, the best quarterback of the 2021 class will be? I will stick with Trevor Lawrence. Um, I think we're going to hear the Josh Allen comparison of about 100 quarterbacks for the next decade. The only one that it actually applies to, I think, so far is Lawrence, where it's inaccuracy issues and little things I think he can fix. But, yeah, he's playing some bad football right now, no question. So we're just going to ignore Sam Ellinger? Come on. Hey, <laughs> almost, hey, almost, almost <laughs> won the game against those, those fighting commies yesterday. <laughs> Yes. Okay, so uh, of the five, I'll follow up. Of those five that were taken in the first 15 picks of the 2021 draft, which one's going to be the worst, the worst bust? I think Zach Wilson just is not figuring it out. I know it's early. He's missed time. He's had injuries. But, I mean, under pressure, he's our worst quarterback, you know, lowest-graded quarterback. And you saw it yesterday. You saw it against Denver. If there's any sniff of pressure, he forgets what he's doing on the football field. I mean, it's, it's the interceptions yesterday were, were like, comically bad. Um, and that just keeps happening. And, and unlike Fields, where, you know, also has issues with average time to throw being too long and stuff like that, he's now mitigating it with running the football – Zach Wilson can't take hits. He weighs 190 pounds soaking wet. So uh, I think Wilson is, <laughs> is in really dangerous territory right now. Let's talk about Monday Night Football. Bengals at Browns. Um, Browns, three-and-a-half-point dogs in this one. Who do you think could have a big game um, on either side, or are you interested in the spread or total? 
I'm looking at the props for sure. Uh, I think the the loss of Jamar Chase, uh, I like Boyd over five and a half receptions. He was very active in that game uh, last week once they lost Chase. And, you know, obviously a good player. I think without Denzel Ward in Cleveland, they're going to maybe shade a player on top of their, whatever their number one corner is tonight on T. Higgins. So they'll have their top guy and a shaded safety over there. I then like Boyd um, to kind of work the intermediate areas of the field, be involved, be active. And then another play that, I'll be honest, it's partly looking towards the kind of the, the trade deadline um, is Krim Hunt might be kind of put on a shelf. Let's say the first half goes poorly. Cleveland's down a decent amount. They're not going to play him in the second half, or at least I don't think they should. You're going to be two and six. He's on an expiring contract. You're not going to extend him. You have Nick Chubb under a deal. So maybe some Chubb overs or some Kareem Hunt unders um, just because of, you know, potential usage based on how the, how the game goes. Who's a bigger fraud, Brad? We were talking earlier about frauds that are leading divisions <laughs> and probably will win their divisions, but we don't like them very much. Tennessee's 5-2. and two. They're probably going to win an awful division. I also look at Minnesota. I know they're pretty good, but they're going to end up with like 12 or 13 wins. I don't think they're really that good. For you, who's a bigger fraud of those two when it comes to like playoff, Super Bowl kind of potential? Is it Tennessee or Minnesota? It's Tennessee for me. They're they're a bad football team. Like they're five and two. And yes, maybe I'm kind of trying to stick to my priors of betting them not to make the playoffs plus one seventy five. But I mean, they're not inspiring. You watch any of their wins, and you don't come away thinking this is a good football team. They're kind of both bad on both sides of the ball. Where. I think Minnesota has a good offense and a bad defense, and I agree they're not as good as their record potentially. Another one-score win yesterday. They've kind of never put teams away except for week one against Green Bay. But, yeah, I mean, Tennessee, the AFC South is the worst division in football as it always is. Um, you know, Malik Willis, you know, really didn't do anything yesterday, and they still were able to win that game. Frankly, all he did was was turn the ball over and get sacked. But, yeah, they're just – they're not a good football team. I think the re- – you know, Kansas City laying 10.5 against them uh, next weekend. I still like Kansas City laying that many points against Tennessee. All right. Uh, the, what I thought was going to be the game of the day, and it didn't play out that way, but I was still very intrigued with the result that we had between the San Francisco 49ers and the L.A. Rams. And Christian McCaffrey, what a story that was yesterday, doing something we haven't seen in the league in 17 years. Was that a case of – Shanahan owning McVay like he typically does, or are you willing to take have more takeaways from both sides? Because on the Rams side, they're sitting off the bye, prepping for this game, and a lot of struggles offensively, four yards per play. And on the San Francisco side, like I alluded to, that was it more about that, that coaching mismatch that we've seen, or is it about a higher ceiling with this team? No, I think there's more to it than just, you know, Shanahan kind of owning McVay. I mean, the Rams are dead last in EPA per play right now on early downs. They're the one they're one of the worst offenses in the NFL. And then Cooper Cup injures his ankle. I think he said after the game, I avoided it. I dodged a bullet. It's not going to be like a season ender, but it's very possible he misses maybe a game or two. And without him, their offense is literally nothing. I mean, Allen Robinson actually did have a couple catches, a couple nice plays in that game yesterday, but, you know, not enough to sustain the offense without Cooper Cup. So, no, I'm fundamentally worried about the Rams. I think if they're buyers of the deadline, it's kind of super short-sighted um, to, to again go back to that well when your offensive line just cannot hold up. It's just simply not good enough. You don't have enough playmakers around Cooper Cup. And then the defense, you know, it, it's good, not great. You know, they, they Leonard Floyd had two sacks yesterday, but it was his first two sacks of the season. They were last for us in pressures from edge defenders. So they might make a move at an edge rusher or maybe a running back to help that area. I, I just I, I think they're not good enough regardless. Um, they, have, they have fundamental issues in L.A. right now. Brad, I know you were um, 
optimistic about the commanders. You come on our show every week. They've won three in a row. I'm here in Washington and, you know, people are really excited. Um, now there's talk. Oh, could this be the year? First time in NFL history that all four teams from a division make the playoffs. <laughs> I'm curious what you think, because they do have a couple tough games and the Vikings and the Eagles coming up. You know, where do you stand with the commanders now? Yeah, you know, I, I want to take a victory lap, except they just beat, you know, the Bears and then uh, uh, Sam Ellinger. So, you know, I probably shouldn't be celebrating too much. But, look, I think the defense has turned it around. They're the side of the ball that I really, you know, gave more of a hard time to start the season. I think the offense is going to be world beaters, though the defense would kind of keep them in games. And they're now playing some good football. I actually like their matchup this uh, next week against uh, Minnesota because – Kirk Cousins struggles with interior pressure, and Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen have been really good playing, you know, really good football the last month or so. So, you know, I think that would be pretty awesome if we had the entire NFC beast in the playoffs. Uh, they're obviously going to beat up on each other a little bit going forward, but with how bad the NFC is, I mean, the NFC South might only have one team above 500. The NFC North might only have one team above 500. It's, I don't think it's impossible. Yeah. Um, yeah, they have that head-to-head win against the Packers, uh, which could become a tiebreaker thing late in the season. Brad, you mentioned Kareem Hunt. Uh, we were talking about him earlier as po- possibly being traded by tomorrow. We saw the McCaffrey move last week. Are there any players you have in mind that you think could be on the move or, or could be the kind of players teams should go after? Because we've seen this in recent years. Last year, when it came to Von Miller, the Eagles, back when they traded for Jay Ajayi, when they won the Super Bowl, the next year they traded for Golden Tate. It feels like teams are more aggressive now. Who do you think could be some difference makers that teams maybe should try to be after between now and tomorrow afternoon? Yeah, no question. I think we've seen a change in, in attitudes around the NFL, and I think it's awesome for fans and for the sport going forward that we have these active deadlines. The two guys I'm keeping eyes on the most are Brandon Cooks in Houston. I think he is going to get moved. I think it's more about figuring out his $18 million fully guaranteed 2023 salary and the acquiring team trying to work through how they're going to do how they're going to handle that maybe tweak it maybe work around that in some capacity but I think Houston just wants as many picks as humanly possible they could have four top 50 and six top 75 picks next year's draft um, and then Chase Claypool Pittsburgh lost again Kenny Pickett called out the entire offensive staff as they don't study enough. They don't work hard enough together. Uh, a bunch of defensive players were liking Javon Hargrave's Instagram post of him sacking Kenny Pickett yesterday. So I don't think the vibes are super high in Pittsburgh right now. And I think it just makes too much sense. You're not going to extend Chase Claypool after this season. He is your number three receiver. You just paid Deontay Johnson. You have George Pickens ascending in the building. Um, and I think Green Bay is the team to watch there if a team does make a move for Claypool. Well, speaking of Green Bay, let's let's stay in the NFC North for a moment because I don't know what to do with the Minnesota Vikings. They're 6-1. and one. They're probably too good for us to call them frauds. I was not all that impressed with their performance at home, even though they win in cover uh, against Arizona yesterday. What do we do with them? Maybe not fraudulent, but are you buying in? No, no. I think they could maybe win one playoff game, and that's the highest their season's going to get to. A, a lot of one-score wins. Uh, I mean, even you know the, the fumbled, the muffed punt yesterday that Arizona had kind of turned that entire game around and, and could have you know potentially swung it in the other direction. And I mentioned the interior pressure. I mean, J.J. Watt had two sacks. Kirk Cousins was struggling. They have kind of figured out the tackle spots, but their interior is still problematic, and their defense is just not good. I, I mean, they have Hunter and Zedarius Smith playing pretty well on the edge right now, but they can be picked apart in the secondary pretty easily. Easily. Um, we talked in the last week about targeting them in the slot. DeAndre Hopkins and Rondell Moore went absolutely bananas against them because they just cannot cover anyone out of the slot. Um, so, yeah, it's to me a, 
a team that wins on wild card weekend and then, you know, they, they probably get blown out by an actually good team. Although I guess there aren't really many actually good teams in the NFC right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, team I'm confused about in the AFC is the Ravens. I just don't know what to make of this team. I was high on them to start. And now I'm just kind of like, uh, I don't know if they're mediocre. I don't know if they're good or bad. Now you've got Mark Andrews banged up, Rashad Bateman. They need some weapons. What do you think they need to do um, to get things going here? I think they should try to capitalize. They're generally a more patient team. They obviously have to pay Lamar Jackson and things like that this offseason. But now sitting at 5-3, and three, you have Jamar Chase out for about a month. And you have, after a Thursday game, Monday at New Orleans, a very winnable game. Then you have your bye, and then Carolina, I want to say it is. So you could be sitting at 7-3 and three with the Steelers falling off, with the Browns kind of you know out of the division, and then the Bengals maybe you know struggling to win without Jamar Chase. So... Yeah, I mean, they should be in the wide receiver market. They obviously added Deshaun Jackson, but he's, you know, 35 years old and, and kind of a one-trick pony as your deep threat. Um, if Bateman and Andrews are seriously out for an extended period of time, they should look around and maybe, you know, make a move for a rookie contract type player, maybe a K.J. Hamler in, in Denver who played pretty well in that London game. Um, yeah, they are a puzzling team, though. I want to like them more than I do. Some of the underlying metrics do like them, but they just still kind of struggle to close games. They almost lost that Cleveland game. Um, you know, they, they kind of did beat Tampa relatively soundly, but, you know, does that matter as much as we thought it would coming into the season? Um, but, yeah, I think because of their schedule and how it lines up now, maybe be a little bit aggressive, make a move at the deadline here. Brad, we talked about the NFC and how it's really not good behind the Eagles. So, to me, it feels like the kind of conference that's ripe for maybe someone that's got really long odds to make a run. Maybe there's some value there to pick out someone who could end up in an NFC title game. If you had to pick someone down the board in the NFC, you know, right now it's Eagles at the top. When you go down, the Giants are 28 to 1, Seahawks 28 to 1. If you had to pick out someone in the NFC that could be in there at the end that maybe we're not talking about a lot right now, who would you pick out? Can't believe I'm going to say this, but you mentioned the Seattle Seahawks. I, I'm buying. You know, I, I, they were a team that I, you know, refused to believe wow. in and just was waiting for the collapse to happen. I bet them against New York this past weekend because I definitely don't believe in the Giants. Um, and, and they, you know, they kind of pulled away at the end. It was a close game for the most part. But DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, nowhere near 100% healthy. Both scored in this game, played well. Um, their defense, though, for me, is really kind of playing much better football the last month of the season. They were down there with the Detroit Lions the first month as, like, a horrifically bad defense. They're starting to turn it around. Boye Mafe, their second-round edge rusher, had a sack yesterday and played well. Bruce Irvin, you know, they, they, they brought him back, and he was creating some pressures on the quarterback. And their young secondary is playing good football. So their team, I think, could seriously make a run, get hot. Geno Smith is a legitimately good NFL quarterback. 28-1, um, to 1, I, like, I like that a lot, actually. Brad, the entire NFC South has a negative point differential. If you look at the standings, it's it's all red. The winner of the <laughs> NFC South will be Tampa. <laughs> okay. Just by default, oh, wow. I guess. I you know, it's that's incredible. Yeah, just by default. The fact that Carolina, if they if DJ Moore didn't throw his helmet, would have been leading this the division uh after an extra point yesterday from our guy Eddie Panero. Uh, I think they lost that game on purpose, though. Hot take, but which is a good thing. But anyway, I'll, I'll stick with that. Oh, all right, Pete. Am I Falcons' future to win the division? Then you're not a believer. No, uh, <laughs> they could. They could. It's just like when they're down in a football game and they have to throw, they just can't really do it. I mean, they don't even try sometimes, uh, like against Cincinnati. So. You know, hey, I would take them definitely behind Tampa. I'm not a believer in New Orleans. Um, definitely not a believer in Carolina. 
I just think Brady, they'll figure it out. They're going to win the division at like nine and eight and, and limp into the playoffs. Uh, but hey, I would hold on to that ticket. I think it's, it was definitely a good bet. There's no question about that. Man, we're going to have teams like the Titans and the Bucks hosting playoff games on wildcard weekend. I, I will take the other side. Brad, we appreciate you hopping on. As always, Brad Spielberger on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line, the Phoenix A Revolutionary Technology, helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. All right, coming up on the other side, a World Series reset. We'll see how Joe feels about his Phillies. 1-1, the series shifts back for three straight starting tonight in Philadelphia. So we'll talk some World Series next, and then we'll be joined by our guy Sean Zarillo, his thoughts, his projections for the rest of the World Series. That's next, right here on the BetQL Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.